Hey y'all, I'm Ashley, I'm Lala, and you're tuning into OK Okay Girl, an all-inclusive podcast about everyday life and everything that goes with it. Tune in every week to see what we gotta say about all the shit school did not teach you. Welcome back to OK Girl. Hello again. This is yet another full episode yes and today we are joined by a very very special guest miss mom aka miss nancy lee aka our spirit guide aka our favorite lady (laughs) one of our favorite one of our favorite ladies okay (laughs) wow i feel so special (laughs) yes so thanks for coming on the show mom how are you feeling Thank you for having me. I'm feeling great. Yay, thank you for being with us. Um, So shall we get into it? We're going to get right in. Yes, let's get into it. Okay. So for today's episode, we will be talking about manifestation. And I'm going to start by reading Mom's bio. Nancy Lee is a philanthropist, an international facilitator for youth leadership, and the president of Dream Beyond Foundation. The foundation was created to serve the Cambodian seniors in Long Beach and provide scholarships to Southeast Asian students. Nancy has taught hundreds of youth how to reach their full potential and find their path in life. With Kamai TV, based in Long Beach, Nancy launched the Nancy Lee Show in late 2014 with the aim of promoting awareness, persevering the Cambodian culture, and connecting the old and the new generations. You can contact Nancy at thenancyleeshow at gmail.com and mindfully at mindfully living on instagram yes, yes. mindfully l-e-e <laughs> yes. yes so we're just gonna get right into this episode now mom ashley and i heard about manifestation from you obviously you know teaching us at a younger age so we wanted to talk about what exactly is manifestation and how you were introduced to this whole manifestation concept how long is the show an hour (laughs) (laughs) oh snap so i have to keep it short okay well i was introduced to it when during the times when i felt kind of stuck like there's got to be more into life and a friend of mine noticed you know things weren't going right in my life so um he gave me a book it's the book we always have a book that changed our life mine is called you will see it when you believe it by dr wayne w dyer the late w dyer um mo- usually people say you know what i believe it when i see it but dr wayne dyer's book it says you'll see it when you believe it and the title alone captured my attention so i read it and i was like so struck by the concept of the book I was so amazed normally I'm not a reader and I don't like to read because usually if I read a page or two it will put me to sleep that is the best sleep sleeping pills you know for me Mm -hmm. but reading his book I couldn't put it down and I was like oh my gosh if life is as simple as having a paradigm shift to change the life? How come no one told me this before, right? And this happens um, 10 years ago, a little bit over 10 years ago. And so I read the book and I started to 
just change my perception, erase everything that the society taught me, erase everything that the community um, taught me as I was growing up, family, all these things, and just shift my mind. You know, it's so amazing that um, I read a quote, uh, quote somewhere that says, your mind is the most powerful tools. You either learn how to control it or it will control you. And every day we think of a thousand thoughts that is controlled by our mind. Why not control, you know, our mind instead of have it control us? So I read the book and then I went to a um, festival somewhere in San Pedro and this guy came with a million dollar fake bill and he said, um, I will give you a million dollar if you answer the question correctly. And then I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And he said, when you die, do you think you'll go to heaven or hell? And I said, heaven, of course. He's like, why? why? What makes you so sure that you'll go to heaven? Uh, have you ever told a lie? I said, of course I told lies. We all tell lies. But at the same time, I did so much good things that I'm for sure will go to heaven. And so he gave me a million dollars. I was so broke at the time. And I was in between jobs. And... Um, I cut up in a million dollar and I put it in my wallet. With along reading the book that I already learned, all I gotta do is change my, you know, my paradigm. So I look at it and then I started dressing up nicely. I started fixing myself instead of stay home and be depressed or instead of feeling sorry for myself. And then my friends started to notice. They're like, Nancy, you're the happiest broke person I know. Mm -hmm. And you always dressing up like a first lady. And I always, my response was, I got nothing to worry about. I have a million dollar in my wallet. And I seriously walk around believing that, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, I did some of the assignments or some of the things that suggested in the books. And during that time, I was I applied to a paralegal job in um, the with Legal Aid Foundation of Los Angeles. They were looking for a paralegal to work at a self-help center, and um, there was five candidates. They were looking for a bachelor degree or a certified paralegal. I had none, and then I was like, "Man, I really want this job." You know, I was in between jobs, and I really wanted so. I started to um, write it down in my calendar. I went for a job interview and then um, I gave myself um, two weeks for them to decide if they who they're going to choose to hire and then two weeks for me to um, uh, give my current job at the time uh, notice. So I wrote on my calendar, it happened to be on May Monday, May 11, 2009, I believe. And then I waited and I waited and I didn't hear any calls. Friday before May 11, I got a phone call from Legal Aid Foundation of Los Angeles, said they decided to hire me and was wondering if they can, um, you know, if I can start Monday. I happened to forget my calendar book. I called Lala from work because I was so excited. I said, Lala, go to my calendar on May 11. What did I say? And Lala opened the calendar and then she said, it says start job at LAFLA, short for Legal Aid Foundation of Los Angeles. 
I was so amazed of how powerful our mind and the power of manifest manifestation was. And that is the beginning of my life. I started doing vision boards. I started going through magazines. And I don't know if Lala remember that time. Remember, I had like hundreds of magazines in our bedroom and I just went through everything and cutting it and putting it on a vision board and here we are 10 years later so that's how I was introduced to it and it's just as simple as you know having our mind shift um can we explain a little bit of like exactly what manifestation is like I know you talked about how you did it but Mm -hmm. some people may not know exactly what it is Okay, so manifestation is something that your um, mind desires or your thought desires, whatever we desire, it manifested into the physical, right? So a lot of people not not consciously knowing that we manifested everything, daily things in our life by just our thoughts. Our thought is so powerful. If you can tell me something that happened in your life, and I say you manifested that, and you, if you tell me, no, I didn't manifest it, you can't say that because unconsciously, you manifested into the physical without knowing. For example, uh, because we are functioning um, automatically on an autopilot without knowing. Our mind thinks of a thousand thoughts each day. And did you know that you most likely think about the same thing daily? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you, <laughs> if you re- look at your life, are you not working at the job that you thought of that you were going to doing? Did you not doing this podcast because of something that you thought? Mm-hmm. See, you're manifesting it into the physical. So... Without knowing, we manifest things daily, on a daily, on every second of our thought. Yes. Um, what's funny is I do remember the time that, yeah, we were cutting up magazines and stuff. It was, like, all in the room. But also, I remember, like, maybe, like, five years ago or something, and I was thinking, like, yeah, my mom used to be a paralegal. And then I thought, how did she become a paralegal? Like, she didn't go to school. She didn't go to school for paralegal. So I'm like, how did she have that job? You know, I was just thinking to myself. So I I definitely don't remember reading, you know, stuff to you. I was 10 years younger, but yeah, amazing. <laughs> yes. So instead of work hard, think hard. Ooh. That's what I always said. You know, why work so hard? When you all you got to do is think hard. But that leads, well, that kind of brings me to the question of don't, I mean, think hard, but then how do you think hard but not overthink? That's okay, that's, <laughs> that's a really, really good question. Think hard, what I meant is pay attention to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, like, think carefully? Yes. Be careful what you wish for? Exactly. That term cannot be any more correct than that. It's like, be careful what you wish for, but our thought is what manifested into the physical. Mm -hmm. Everything that we see in today's world, somebody created with their thought. They manifested that with their thought. The iPhone, Steve Jobs manifested with his thought, right? Everything that we're using 
nowadays was somebody's thought it's conceived by somebody's thought if you could just know how powerful a thought is you'd be more careful what you think of and that goes for both positive and negative thoughts yes especially the negative thoughts of what you think about yourself there are so many um, I notice now the patterns of people depression anxiety and all these things is because negative thoughts attacks the body like nothing else okay it's like um, any negative thoughts that you think of yourself will eventually manifest it into the physical the anxiety the depression or a cold you know, something as minor as a cold or a rash. All those things, when you notice, pay attention to your body, what your body is telling you. Why did you have a cold? Did you a few days ago manifest it by saying, oh, I don't want to be around you because you have a cold? That's manifesting. Mm -hmm. Or did you thought of a negative things about yourself and then you break out into a rash? So pay attention, be very, very careful about the negative thoughts, especially self-doubt, especially self-sabotage. Those things hurt your physical faster than anything else. And once it's manifested into the physical, it's more harder to get rid of. So start from today by just you know shifting your thoughts. Um, what are some ways that you would say, because I mean, we do all have negative thoughts, how would you what's the way you suggest getting out of them um i use many things over the years um i used to be fearful of everything mm -hmm. you know i don't even know how it started but i used to be fearful of everything and then when i started to pay attention to my thoughts i used to pray to god say god please remove this fear out of my head and then one day I opened a book, it's called A Course of Miracle. I opened the book and it says, it was like God was talking to me. He said, I cannot remove the fear out of your thoughts because I didn't put it there in the first place. And then so I was like, oh, he is so right. I put fear into that in myself. Did you know that um, every human decision is based on fear or love? Mm-hmm. Those are the only two feelings or functions that us human base our decisions on. So just so then I started to listen to hip um, self hypnotizing videos on YouTube. My favorite is um, oh gosh, I can't even remember his name now, but I usually send it to you girls once in a while. So I used to listen to self-hypnosis uh, before I go to bed. You know, I, I listen to a lot of um, positive words, affirmation. It's, it took, you know, many practice. And I usually listen to my inner voice because there are tons of videos on YouTube on, you know, the same subject, right? So you just be, you have to go through which one you resonate with which one um, speaks to your soul. And over the years, um, I just kind of like, yeah, either I think something positive or I shut myself from thinking. 
if I don't want anything to manifest into my life, I wouldn't think about it. I just blank out, listen to music or keep myself busy so that I don't think of the negative things. Does that make sense? Yes. And I don't want that, you know? <laughs> so how did, how do we, um, I guess kind of get ourselves out of it, but also why doesn't the universe read positive versus negative and want and don't want? Okay. Think of it as the universe or source or God is like a genie in a bottle. Its only sole purpose is to give you what your feeling is. And it cannot um, d- differentiate between a positive or a negative because of your emotion or what you put into it, right? If you truly hate something, passionately hate something, your the universe only reads it as a passionate, right? So um, that's why it's like your thoughts is like a form of prayers, right? And look at as the universe as a genie in a bottle. Be careful what you wish for, or is you know. So let's say, for example, genie, uh, you say genie, make me the biggest person in the world, right? And then genie will boom, make you the biggest person in the world, like big arms, big legs, and big head, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, why are you making me the biggest person? You know, I this is not what I want. I want to be the most powerful person in the world. Then Jeannie would say, you didn't say make you the most powerful person in the world. You said make you the biggest person in the world. So see, by just changing your words or changing your thoughts can make a big difference. Does that make sense? So... You know, how many of us focus on, oh, I don't want to go through the mail because there's going to be so much bills. Mm-hmm. Why not change something simple like that and say, I can't wait to go through the mails because I might be receiving some checks from somewhere. Because that's what happened to Lala. She didn't want to go through her mail today. <laughs> and, and I literally I, got a check today. I, I, and yeah, and then she opened it. was over $100, you see? Wow. So just changing that perception. Oh, I can't wait, you know, to check my mail because I wonder who's going to send me money today. <laughs> I want that to happen to me. Okay, so I definitely get that example about the genie in the bottle. So... What you're saying is that we need to be specific about what we're asking for. Yes. Or manifesting. Be very clear. Be very specific. And you could also give it time mm-hmm. to test it out. You can say, um, you know, you're giving the universe 48 hours to deliver what you are asking for. But know the difference between what you desire and what you want. Because according to Neil Donald Walsh in the book of Conversation with God... God told him that what you you could not have what you want, but you could always have what you desire. And one of his questions was, wait, what's the difference? And here's the difference, because when you say, I want more money, so the universe will produce you in a state of want. Again, mm-hmm. going to the genie in the bottle. Mm-hmm. So when you say, I want more money, and so the genie in a bottle produce you in a state of wanting more money. Mm-hmm. 
But if you say, I have more money, then, you know, that is what your heart desire. That's what you desire. You desire to have money. Okay? Know the difference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> know the difference. Okay, so one of my favorite stories is about Sunun, right? So Sunun is one of your best friends. Yes. You know, Ashley and I know and love Sunun and... Uh, when you know we had this conversation with her when we started really hanging out with her what, like five years ago maybe yes. really closely talking Start, about the manifestation started talking about manifestation and then this is when Sanun told us that her house that she has now is her house that she's always desired mm-hmm. right so Sanun lives in Long Beach she has a green home with the chimney you know she has her front door and she has her two windows in the front of the house mm-hmm. and Sanun told us that when she went to go look at her house with her husband, she knew that that was her house. You know, they looked at multiple houses. She's like, okay, they're nice. They were bigger. They had better yards, whatever. But when she went into her house, she knew it was her home. She knew it immediately. She, she knew it immediately that that was her home. And it wasn't until they moved in and settled that she looked at her home and realized, this is the home that I've always drawn. Right. And we're like, what do you mean? That's the home you've always drawn. She said, I always drew a green house with a chimney on the right side or something like that. She said it was down to the color of the house where the chimney was. Her house is like the only house on that street that has a chimney. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're in Long Beach. We don't really have chimneys. She has a (laughs) chimney and she has her two windows. And she told us the way we regularly draw our window panes, you know, in your little drawings. She said she didn't draw her window panes like that. And the windows that she has in her house was just how she drew it. Mm-hmm. Like her little yard in the front, her little walkway. It was everything that she drew growing up. She said every time she drew a picture, it was always the same type of house. Greenhouse, chimney, the windows. And that's the house that she has today. Yes. See, without knowing, she was manifesting it. She was manifesting her dream home when she was a child. So you see, manifesting... We, practice, we use it daily on our daily life. We manifest hamburger, we manifest in and out. When, you know, when I call Lala and say, hey, you know, do you want some, like a Cambodian dish? And so, or she was like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking <laughs> I wanted to eat that today. And, you know, and so, see, without noticing it, we manifest things into our daily life. So, you know, it, manifestation is not a new thing. So why does manifestation work for some people, but not for others? Or is that even really a true fact? Um, <laughs> it, it is a true fact. The reason, okay, Sex. so everybody is special, right? God did not make somebody more special than others. We're all equally special. It's, so why is it some, it works for some and it doesn't work for some? The person who doesn't, you know, cannot manifest the things into their life, would sometimes feel discouraging or like feel like they're punished or like um, they're not worthy. Actually, the only difference is your sponsoring thoughts, your thoughts about money, your thoughts about the job you want, right? You desire to have. So we were taught in a society that money is the roots of all evil, correct? Mm-hmm. So therefore, we have mixed feelings about money sometimes we want money 
Sometimes we feel that, oh, we don't deserve money. Or sometimes we feel guilty for having money because money of all, of all roots, you know, e roots of all evil things is what we were taught. So therefore, the universe deliver you mixed things. Sometimes it delivers money for you and sometimes it takes it away from you and you're like, why can't I just have... It's because the sponsoring thoughts behind the thoughts. So let's say if you want the desire to work at this big law firm, for example, why is it other people got it? For example, I why did I got a job as a paralegal? It doesn't make me any more special than the other four candidates. The only difference was that I believe it in my core, core mm -hmm. that I will have that job. Mm -hmm. And I do not have any other thoughts besides I I have this job. I am working for this agency. You see? And those other four people who may have, you know, the qualification to work there, but the only difference between me and them is the sponsoring thoughts behind the thoughts. Right. You know, we were taught that um money doesn't grow on tree, right? Don't we all? Mm -hmm. We I did the same thing when I, you know, when Lala and Summer were little. Say money doesn't. What you think money grows on tree? But did you know that money does grow on tree, right? It's made <laughs> out of paper. <laughs> so, you know, just changing your thoughts behind it. Don't feel guilty for having more money. It's not gonna make you any worse person than you're not when you don't have the money. Mm -hmm. It's just how your attitude about it, right? Right. Feel, believe that you deserve that job. Believe that you have the money. Say, I love having money. Change your perception, start with that. Say, I love success. Success is coming my way. If it's hard for you to believe that, well, I don't wanna lie, feels like I'm deceiving myself, then say, success is coming my way. More money is coming my way. Money does grow on tree. Something simple like that, you see? With, you know, the society manipulate our mind ever since when we were born. The media manipulate our minds ever since we were born. It's not manipulating. What, why is it so wrong for us to manipulate our mind? When the society do it already, right? Mm -hmm. So by just paying attention and just change your perception. It's as simple as that. <laughs> That's good. Um, going back to what you said earlier about thinking hard and not working hard mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on well i guess we kind of have to how would you put it because you know we can't only think about the things that we want i like have it in my head but it's not coming out right mm -hmm. um how do we put the actions behind the things that we want because obviously we have to put in the work to get there yes for everything's first started as a thought right and then the words live out your thoughts for example you wanted this podcast mm -hmm. it first started out as a thought right and then you started talking i i want to have my own podcast and you started telling friends about it, you see and then when you talk about it your passion it's how you feel into about it right mm -hmm. that is the putting the passion into the words and then you put actions into it. So everything starts as a thought and then deliver with your words. Start talking about it. Start telling people about it and writing it down. 
If you don't want to tell people about it, write it down. Put it in as a journal. Put it on your headboard. Put it in your bathroom. Put it on your dashboard of your car. Read it out loud. Read it until you believe it. And then the universe will start to deliver it. Will web around to make things around to put the actions into you. And if the, you say, I really want to work for this company. I desire to work at that company. You don't know how. Start telling your friends. T start talking about it. Somebody might be working there that will eventually tell your friends that you not know that they're looking for someone, mm -hmm. right? And then when you have a thought, oh, I should tell this person the inspiration. I should tell this person that I want to work at that company. Act on that inspiration. Don't put it on hold. When You know, God works in a wonderful way. It can deliver the message through somebody. It can deliver the message through a song or a newspaper or something you read. And then act on it. Mm -hmm. Don't put it on hold. Don't put it off. Don't say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. That's your mind. You see? Your mind just tells you, oh, do it tomorrow. And you listen to your mind instead of putting the action into something that you would inspire to do. That makes sense. And that is true when you're just having a conversation with someone that you may have just met or someone that you've known for a while and then you tell them something new about yourself and mm -hmm. they're like, wait, I know somebody that can help you with that or I can help you with that, you yes. know? And that would have never came up if you didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. So it is important to speak your thoughts and tell, kind of tell people or people that are close to you what you desire because yes. they may be able to help you. And if they say, hey, call this person up. Mm-hmm. That's you, you know, do that action. Take that action to make that call. Right. Don't put it off. And that's a sign coming from the universe. It yes. didn't happen by coincidence. Nothing <laughs> happens by accident or coincidence. Everything works in a way that the soul, your soul, wants you to experience. So the soul works through this spider web to make sure that it delivered that experience to you period yes. <laughs> period okay yeah. so during this whole conversation I'm kind of quiet because I'm thinking about things in my life I'm like wow I'm such a good manifester we are so good at it and I'm thinking about all the examples I'm like wow this is crazy to yes. me well even because okay so you know um the business, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. What the money thing, right? I was always afraid about money too. Because we want money, but we always have those thoughts, right? Biggies, more money, more problems. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's like, well, more money, more problems, right? We don't want it. So it's like, oh, I want money and I need money to pay these bills. But then I always have that surrounding, um, that lingering negative thought. Like, yeah. oh, well, if I know if I have more, it's going to be more problems. It's the sponsoring thoughts behind that thought. <clears throat> yeah. And then I stopped thinking about that. Right. And then I kept telling people, I want to move closer to home, my studio closer to home. Mm -hmm. Right. And then now we find a location closer to home. And you kept telling me to call to call Putoni, call Putoni. And then I finally called him and then we went there to look for an, a space for OK Girl. Mm -hmm. then that was going to be my new studio. Yeah, and it could have happened months it ago happened months if you would have took the action I, that I tried to inspire you. It wasn't time then. It wasn't time. And now mm -hmm. that it was finally time, okay, girl, you know, things are picking up, right? Now we can have a space to invite, you know, people we don't know to come in and all of this. And even with business, too, 
people are coming in and they're leaving me such big tips. And then sometimes I, in my mind, I want to say like, oh no, that's too much. Or like, you know, because you feel bad for taking so much money. But then I'm like, but this is what I've been asking for. Right. For people to pay full price <laughs> to yeah. give me tips. This is what I've been asking for. Yes. And now it's coming. And then I get this location. And I've been telling people for so long, like, I know once I'm going to move closer to home, like my business is just going to elevate. It's going to take it to another level. And so far it's, it's going that way. Yes. And you see, an, another thing that we were taught is that it's not enough money. Mm-hmm. It's not enough of this. It's not enough of that. Mm-hmm. But if you really look at it, the world is an all-you-can-eat buffet. Right. I'll give you an example. Like um, Amy, who you shared your studio with currently, before she started her studio... Um, she was going through stressful period where you know she wasn't seeing enough clients she wasn't making enough money that she wanted and because I was her client I went and see her all the time and I talk about this power of manifestation and positive thinking it got to Amy so when during the time when she was stressing out I asked her I said how much you know money do you want to make per year for you not to be stressed out and she's like she was laughing and she said um you know i will be really happy if i make eighty thousand dollars a year and i said well it's only 20 more thousand to make it a hundred why not ask a hundred and and then amy laughed at my face and she's like well i don't want to be selfish that's asking too much you know eighty thousand dollars is enough i said so how is it you're being selfish if you were to ask for a hundred thousand dollars a year She's like, well, I want to be realistic, Nancy. And I said, what is not being realistic about you making $100,000 a year? And then she said, well, you know, uh, she was trying to come up with reasons to give me. And I said, Amy, are you going to steal that extra $20,000 from someone? She's like, no. And I said, then why not add the $20,000? And then she said, I make $100,000 a year. And I gave her specific instruction. I said, don't write down, I will make, but I do make $100,000 a year. And I told her to write it in a postal notes, put it on her dashboard, on her TV, her bathroom, in her car, and just keep reading it every day. Even if you see it and you memorize it, but read it out loud anyway. I make $100,000 a year. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to try, you know. And then the following month, I wanted to see her. And I said, Amy, I need my lashes done. And she's like, Nancy, I'm sorry, I'm fully booked. And then two months went by, I'm like losing all of the lashes I have. (laughs) And I'm like, Amy, you know, I'm trying, I need lashes. And she's like, I'm sorry, Nancy, I have so many clients that my last appointment is at 10 p.m. And that's when I told her, I said, Amy, I'm trying to manifest you <laughs> to fix my lashes. Yeah. And then, and then so she finally squeezed me in to see her. And I said, Amy, you know, what's going on? She's like, oh, Nancy, I'm seeing so many clients per day. It's, I don't even have time to eat anymore. And then I said, wow, that is amazing. So, you know, the manifestation works. And she's like, yeah, and it's it's so crazy. I'm like booked with weddings, with lashes and everything else. And I'm like, well, don't forget me, who, me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who taught you how to do it. And then, you know, 
And then she's like, well, I really want a ra- Range Rover, right? Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, girl, cut the picture up and put it on your board. And that's when she asked me, do I have to put it on a board? Can I just put it on my Pinterest? And then I told her, I remember I saw a um, young woman, I forgot, Deborah Campbell or something like that. She's in Europe somewhere. And I remember reading her post. She wrote a book called um, "White is the uh, Light is the New White or something like that, or white is, you know, or light is the new white. Uh, something like that it has to do with spiritual and she said oh my gosh I can't believe it I'm holding this physical book in my hand it was two years ago that I put on Pinterest saying that I am an author for Hay House and here I am an author for Hay House and so I told Amy I said yeah I think you can put it on Pinterest you don't have to put it on the visual board and so she did and you know what not even three months later when I got a text from her saying she's you know got a surprise from her husband took her for an early Christmas shopping she went to get her dream car Range Rover mm-hmm. it wasn't the color that she wanted but hey are you gonna complain about right. it? <laughs> you know sometimes the universe Wait, is what color, 10% off what color did she want I think she wanted white or something, and then she ended up with a different color. Yeah, but I think because she had a white one, but now she has a black one. Yeah. And it's so funny because I remember, you know, you were telling me about Amy, and I'm like, okay, whatever. This was before I was, like, renting from her. Mm -hmm. And then Amy got her Range Rover, and then I remember Amy telling me when I started renting with her, she was like, oh, tell your mom that I make at least $10,000 a month now. I was like... (laughs) what like ten thousand dollars a month i'm like dang okay like lashes and makeup and then that's what i told you and you told me yeah because she's she said she was gonna make a hundred thousand and now mm-hmm. she's making at least 120 wow because yes, you see and then that's when i asked her her range rover and then i was like wow so my mom knows what she's talking about so i'm like <laughs> okay I mean, i'm gonna do a vision board too i'm like where's your vision board and she was like well i don't have it on a board i have it on my phone and she was like I'll send it to you. I was like, oh, yeah, can you send it to me? Because I want to see. And she's like, yeah, but I'm going to change it. She's like, because I got my Range Rover, now I'm going to get a Porsche. And I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> yes. She's like, yeah, my she's like my vision board. Like, now it's going to be something else. Like, my goals are different now. She's like, yeah, but I can send it to you. And I was like, wow, my mom knew what she was talking about. <laughs> yes. See, some people now um, say t- would tell you that you don't need a board or a vision board doesn't work. Actually, it works for some people, and it doesn't work for some people. Yeah. I think the only difference between why it works for some people and it doesn't work for some people is that you may cut off uh, things and put it on your board, but if you're going to stash it in your closet where you're not going to see it and where you're not going to feel it, where you're not going to put your passion <laughs> into it, of course, the universe thought you changed your mind and it's not going to deliver it to you. I personally like the board because I look at it and I see it and it reminds me because it's the feelings you put into the things that your heart desire. It's the passion behind it that the universe will deliver it so fast to you. Some people, you know, some people it takes forever to manifest something. It's because you, ha- like I said, going back to sponsoring thoughts. When you have a different thought, oh, you know, maybe it's not going to come true. 
then the universe was about to deliver it to you. The mailman was bringing the package over. <laughs> but then you said, oh, it's not going to happen. And then the mailman says, oh, I got wrong address and bringing it to someone else. <laughs> so that's how the universe works, you know. So just stick your feelings to it. That's why I like the actual board because I look at it so that I don't change my mind. And then, you know, you could always update it, you know. I'd, like I used to do, hey, I asked for, you know, 10 different things on the board. And if only three things happen, I'm not going to be disappointed about it. I'm going to thank the universe for delivering that three things. And I'm going to take that three things out of the my board and replace it with something else. Like um, I give you an example of Rolex watch. I, you know just wanted a Rolex watch because it's a Rolex watch, right? But it's not something that I really desired and, and never thought of having it. It's just, and then, but I cut it up and I put it on my board anyway, right? And then I was going through Appa's drawers and I found a Rolex watch. I'm like, wait, what? He has a Rolex watch and he doesn't wear it? And then he goes, and then I said, you know, but hey, you have a, a Rolex watch. He's like, oh, I don't want it. I'm like, well, if you don't want it, can I bring it in and trade it in for the one I want? And then so you see, the universe works in such a wonderful way. And, and so I have a watch. And so now, it, of course, I replace the watch with, you know, something else. And for example, like we went to Bora Bora, remember years oh, ago? Yeah. It's like, I never even heard of Bora Bora before in my life. But I was going through travel magazine and, you know, I wanted to visit different places. And then I saw this island. It looks so beautiful. And it says Bora Bora. And I'm like, oh, wow, I would love to go here one day. See, I didn't say I want to go here one day. I said I would love to go here one day. So I cut it up and I put it on my vision board. And then I went to Appa and I said, let's go to Bora Bora. And he's like, no. We're not going to go to Bora Bora. I didn't argue with him. I just said, okay. I cut it up, put it on my board. And a few months later, he said, let's go to Bora Bora. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. And it's funny that you said uh, the vision board in the closet because that's currently where mine is. <laughs> I made mine, I want to say two years ago, but when I was doing it, I knew that it's things that I wanted. And like you said, now I get a better understanding of, the difference between wants and desires mm -hmm. so what I'm going to do is go back and really be realistic with myself and just think about things I desire not things that I see that are cool that would be mm -hmm. cool to have I really have yeah. to think about what I want so once I go back and redo it then I'll put it out um but I did manifest something really big this year which was last year I did a post on my Instagram in June 2018 um, and I just saw like this really nice picture of somewhere overseas. It was really pretty, pretty water. It was like breakfast set up. And I posted it on my Instagram. And I told myself I will be here. Like I want to start manifesting traveling because I've never, I didn't even have a passport until December 2018. Um, and then not even a year later, I was in Greece. You see? And it, I posted a photo similar to the one I posted last year. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow, this, <laughs> I can do it. Yes, it really you works. can. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I need to update that vision board and get some more uh, places in there to travel to. Uh-huh. And just, you know, what I noticed for myself is that when I say I want something, 
it's true it doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> like i i would say like i've been looking at houses and the houses that i want i'm like i want this house i want this house and i went to sleep you know um affirmation i want this house i want this house i want this house but i end up not getting the house and i would be so disappointed at the universe i'm like i've been telling you i want this house why am i not living there until i understand the difference between wanting the stage of you know wanting and desire because then i reflect and say you know it's true all the things that i manifested into the physical into my life is when i say wow it would be nice to have my own tv show and that was just being an audience at ellen degeneres show when i saw her stage i was like wow maybe it would be nice to have my own show one day mm -hmm. 10 months later i got my own show you see so it's like oh wow it would be really nice to have this right so always know between you know be clear be specific and also give the universe time when you want it right because if you don't the universe will say well she's not in a rush we can mm. give it to her you know right. maybe 10 years from now and then especially with this you know negative thoughts behind the sponsor thoughts and then you know say, oh, she really doesn't want it so and then he's like well, i've been asking the universe for this for a year now and i haven't seen it well did you give the universe when to deliver mm -hmm. <laughs> like you would if you were to order something online right you would want the things to be delivered in two days you would want the things to deliver in three days right but you don't go to you know somewhere and not knowing when you want it right mm -hmm. so be specific be clear and be precise and be patient not patient we all know we don't lie to ourselves yeah <laughs> we're so no, impatient yeah we're we so are. impatient so why are you asking us to be patient you just said universe i give you 48 hours to deliver this to me and then just have faith it's faith over patience yes okay have faith that the universe will the one book that i would recommend exercising for those listeners who don't really believe into this manifestation and giving the time am i the, in case someone wondering like is she crazy giving the <laughs> universe the time when to deliver 48 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> try this book it's called e square so it's e and then you know the number two written by pam grout um if you don't want to buy the book i Oops. i okay so i maybe i shouldn't um recommend this but there are some audio books on youtube <laughs> but then also at the same time you know you can always support the writer the author by right. purchasing the book so what i normally do is i buy the purchase the book first and then I would cheat and go listen to it on um, YouTube. Then I won't feel guilty for not supporting that author, right? So in her book, she gives you exercise for the skepticals who don't believe these things. Ooh. And I have friends who were skepticals before, and they read the book, and they became a believer. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, so we're definitely going to tag that book. We got to put these things like in our little footnotes. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go into that now um, that 
what was it? You know, you, you had friends who were skeptics and now they're not skeptics, right? Because mm-hmm. you told them these little exercises. So you being, you know, generation, I think, is she generation Y? I think so. Y, right? Generation Y, I think? I don't know. X is not calling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, the little older generation, our listeners, their parents. So how do we introduce the older generation to this idea of, you know, manifestation slash holistic healing because, you know, you're really into that too. And then also like having positive mental health, thinking positively. How do we introduce these new concepts or these concepts to older generations, right? Our parents, our grandparents, aunts and uncles. Okay, so what I have learned over the years, if you have noticed with you and Summer, the things that I try to push in your face, you will resist, correct? Yes. So what I have learned over the years is just by living by examples. For example, I used to make celery juice and I used to chase Summer <laughs> every morning to drink the juice before she goes to school. And she would say, no, it tastes nasty, da 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 And I just kept doing it. After a while, I, kept, I stopped chasing and I just kept doing and what is she doing now? Drinking celery juice. So, uh, you know, like I said again, it's, you know, when whatever you try to push on people, they will automatically resist. It's mm-hmm. like, um, it's an instinct or something like that. It's, it's natural for us humans to automatically put in a defense. Right? So just live by example. Live by example. And then eventually people are going to come up to you and ask you. Because you see, when I um, was introduced to Amy the first time, I didn't force her, this on her. I just kept talking about the things that was happening in my life. And I kept um, purposely without her knowing that listen to this audio books about manifestation, about positive thinking, and all these things. And then she slowly started to question you know or wanting to know more so what i did was when i wanted to share something with her instead of tell her about it i would say hey amy while you're doing my lashes can i listen to my audiobook and she's <laughs> like yeah sure and then you see that's me being sneaky by putting it on and then so she can hear it directly and then, yes. of course, she started asking questions. Mm-hmm. It's because by listening to the author directly, it triggers her mind. It triggers her soul, you see? So then when once she's interested, then I can start answering questions. So don't try to force, but try to introduce. Mm-hmm. Like by example. Plant the seed. Yes. Okay, wait, I also wanted to say, you're not Generation Y, you're Generation X. Why? <laughs> Generation X is born between 1965 to 1979. I am Y. And I didn't know that Millennials started in 1980. Yeah, we're Millennials. I, I always thought, oh, I thought it started recent, like more, no, that's not Gen recently, Z. but, you know. Mm-hmm. Gen Z. Not 1980. Okay, since but, we're talking about Millennial... Oh. I um, can't say that word. Millennial? Yes, but, <laughs> you know, um, you see, I'm so happy to see your generation. Uh, 
is coming into this world and in reintroducing all these things to us, the crystals, the chakras, it's nothing new. It's been practiced thousands of years, but religion taught us not to do it. Religion taught us it was a voodoo, it's a Satan, it's a voodoo thing and all this stuff. And then over the years, we forgot about it. The older generation forgot about it, right? And that, I, that is why you see, you know, the older generations went through a lot of chaos in the world. Lots of war, mass killing and all this stuff. And I'm not talking about just 20, 30 shooting. I'm talking about wars between countries and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then the you millennial, the younger generations, when you were in the soul spirit world, you were like... You know what? I'm, let's go there and shift the energy in earth, right? So then you came in with your own knowledge. That's why you don't see younger generations chase after um, the traditional jobs as being a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. And so you come with, you, you're showing us by chasing after your passion, you see? That's, you know, with the older generations, you see how there's so many depressions. There's so many people staying in a marriage, being miserable, so depressed, and all this stuff is because they're doing what they think is right. They're having a job because of security, but not because what they're passionate. But you younger generations, you don't care about security. You don't care about the traditional jobs. You don't care about traditional marriage. You care about just being. So so I wanna thank you, young generations, for reintroducing this chakra, this manifestation. All these things, it's like music to my soul. I get so happy <laughs> when you text me and ask me, mom, I wanna align my chakras. I'm like, what? <laughs> I think that's something that's, conflicting for me though like you said for us we go about things differently we don't want traditional jobs and for me I have a traditional job but I always have thoughts of doing something like doing what I'm passionate about but then I think about I'm not going to have that security right away it's going to take a lot of time but where I am now it's already mapped out for me and what I've been learning recently is that if I do go and do my passion I there is no set map for it so it seems like it's impossible or I know it's going to be really hard but I think it's important that our generation does continue to follow our dreams kind of like Lala did I mean she went to school like me but she also went a different route Mm -hmm. and did things and then I watch her and I'm like I want to be there too but then I think about like what are my parents going to say because they're traditional like they're used to the normal nine to five you have that security the 401k all of that mm-hmm. but there are other ways to go about that and be happy and not be stress-free so i'm trying to get like you <laughs> <laughs> so i'd see going back to again human base all decisions on two things fear and love mm-hmm. instead of sounds to me like instead of chasing after what you love you put fear up front by being fear of not being secured mm-hmm. when you're older. Being, you know, that fear is what is stop you from chasing after what you love to do. Mm-hmm. So, 
I, when I was teaching um, youth leadership, I always try to tell um, the younger, the young people, do what you love to do, and do it so good that they're gonna pay you lots of money for it, mm-hmm. instead of chasing something that is gonna pay you lots of money because you're not gonna be happy. Mm-hmm. So you know, instead of doing what you think you should just be just be practice with the love do you know what is the opposite of love hate fear (laughs) (laughs) it's fear it's fear the opposite of love we do everything based on fear and it's this thing that what is it even you know, like where mm-hmm. did it come from? It's doubt. It's passed on generations after generations after generations. Those generational curses so, we're talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you just have to, which you know, younger people do now. You don't listen to the traditional um, religions anymore. You don't listen to outside anymore. You. There's so many of you. I mean, you know, look at you. You're doing this podcast. It's because of something you want to do. It's because something that you love to do. Mm-hmm. Just from now on, base your decisions on all that. And the one questions that I practice asking myself now, or I try to, and every decisions that I make is asking myself, what does this have to do with the agenda of my soul? Because I have done everything that I thought I was supposed to do. And so now I want to live in a state of being. We came into this physical world to be, not to do. Mm-hmm. Our soul don't care about worldly success. Our soul don't care how much money we accumulate. Mm-hmm. And at the end of our life, no one ever died at, on their deathbed wishing they had more money. Right? So you see, just ask yourself that question. What, what does this have to do with this agenda of my soul? And whatever it is, you say, well, you know, I'm having this job that is paying my bills now, but I'm not happy with that job. Well, if that's the case, try being happy about it because be happy that it pays your bill. And if you're, not in, if you're in a relationship that you that you're not happy about, but you feel like there's no way out, and then I'm not talking about any kind of abuse, you just think, okay, this person is so nice to me, he takes care of me, and then, so be happy about it, instead of like, you know, I don't like this relationship, because if you obviously don't like it so much, you would find a way to get out, Mm -hmm. and if you don't like that job so much, keep talking about it is only going to make you unhappy that so be happy right or if you keep saying i hate this job so much your soul will find a way to get rid of that job and that might be through a boss fired you (laughs) in a short notice because sometimes the soul has to give us dramatic change in order for us to make a change in our life that's why you know um your last guest she's you said that um she went to um holistic route because of her health issue you see she went through the health issue because that was her sole way of giving a her a budge hey you're not on the right path 
So I'm gonna make your body not function in a certain way. I'm gonna make this happen to you. I'm gonna make that happen to you. I'm gonna force you to get into that route. And mm. that, that's what it did. It's, you know, that's what her soul did. That so that's why she found the holistic way. See, our soul is so wonderful. It really is. <laughs> yes, it knows best what we want mm-hmm. or our, what we desire to come here to do. And some people who maybe think this is a little crazy or they don't really know much <laughs> about it are probably like, how do you know, like, you know, what, how do you explain what that feels like um, when your soul is speaking to you? You just have to, what I had to do is unlearn what the society taught me. Mm. Unlearn what the media taught me. Unlearn what my community or my parents taught me. And just listen you know i'm i'm not gonna lie about it it's i went through many changes and you know many years but because we all go through oh you know i don't want to listen to this i want to listen to myself and then you start listening to yourself you start doing soul cleansing and you start doing these things and then you start hanging out with people who don't believe in the same thing that you do and then you lose track of who you are and then you start becoming someone else that you're not. So the best way is to unlearn and then be surround the people that is the same mind and the same vibration as you are. So, and again, you know, just have to unlearn. Reteach yourself everything. All of our, uh, one thing um, I used to talk about to Lala is old soul and new soul. And what I, I learned is that God created all of our soul at the same time. When he had the big bang, we all disperse at the same time. So when people say old soul and new soul, is it doesn't mean God just created them behind another soul. It just means that some souls been in this physical world hundreds of lives that they have more insight. And that's when you see the masters like Jesus Christ, Buddha, and um, you know Anita Morjani and all this thing now you know coming to teach us is because they've been in here to the physical world hundreds of lives that they remember that's why they make great teachers and make great authors and great philosophers right and then the young soul it's because we went through that cycle already and then we say I'm gonna unlearn everything that my soul knows and start fresh. So we come here and, you know, start fresh. So that's why you say, why is that person smarter than others? It's because they had, their soul went through the revolution of unlearn. I wanna go back to the physical world and I wanna start everything fresh. That is why we don't remember our past lives. But we don't, we're not here to learn anything. We already have all the knowledge within our subconscious. You just have to search bit by um, meditation is the best form. And, um, you know, just listening to yourself. When an, a great idea comes, that is your soul reaching out to you. That is God reaching out to you, giving you that inspiration, giving you that great ideas. Listen to it. Don't, you know, don't listen to your mind. As soon as you have a great inspiration come through, write it down, act on it. Like we just talked about, right? 
but if and then if you wait the mind's gonna say ah if i tell somebody about it they're gonna think it's crazy mm -hmm. see that's the mind so just listen all knowledge is within what did you tell me before we started recording to do during meditation in order to block out oh things? so I, really like that. I used <laughs> to practice this way um so um Eckhart Tolle is my um teacher for meditation he's so good at it and so one of the assignment that he suggested is when your minds come flooding in with you know just a whole bunch of stuff you ask yourself this question and you don't have to ask out loud you can ask in your head what am i going to think about next and it's funny because when you ask yourself that questions your mind is completely blank so i want you to practice it right now ask your mind that what am i thinking about next <laughs> it's blank you see it's blank yeah. you were literally <laughs> all just like, I was like what am i gonna think about <laughs> yeah because and then so take advantage of that take advantage of that one two three seconds of quietness and focus your um shift the mind to focus on your breathing so when people say focus on your breathing, I, when I started out meditation, I'm like, what are they talking about? So you just have to, some people do the counting and you count only when it goes in. And so you breathe in, you count as one, you exhale, and then you breathe in again, you count as two. So just, you know, some people work on counting. Counting doesn't work for me. Um, some people, practice it on a mantra like pick up something and a mantra it doesn't have to be like um hindi words like chapti or you know you, you don't have to learn a second language something can be i am the light the light i am that is one of the things that i practice is i am the light the light i am and then before i fall asleep um first thing when i wake up in the morning is i'm laying in bed and my mantra is like, I am soul, I am soul. I remind myself that I, we are, because we're a soul having human experience, right? Um, and another thing, um, when I look at, uh, sometimes I try, I am awake, I am awake. When you d do that, you're knocking the door, you're knocking your soul door. And once your soul open up, you have so much insight. You'll be so profound. You'll be amazed. Like, wow, how did I become this way? <laughs> so those are the things that I suggested. And, you know, some people say, you know what? I can't meditate because when I meditate, I fall asleep. It's okay to fall asleep because that is what your body needs. That's what your soul wants. When your body falling asleep, your soul is off to the spirit world to pick up something, to, mm -hmm. to, to, to read a book or, you know, do something. So it's okay if you fall asleep. That is what your body needs and what your soul wants your body to do. So, And um, I, 
so happy that Lala remembers when I told her that, you know, meditation can be in many forms. You can sit on a chair, you can stand in line and meditate, you can sit on the toilet and meditate, <laughs> you can, and the meditation does not take any more of your time. If anything, it helps you clear up your mind. Mm -hmm. Nice, yes. Um, there's a lot of knowledge being dropped in this episode. I feel like we can go on and on and on. But with everything that we talked about in today's episode, what is something that you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Um, it's okay if you don't understand what we're talking about. Because when the time is right, your soul will deliver the message to you. Mm -hmm. Your soul will come and you will understand everything. Um, don't be too caught up with um, the chasing of success or what, what I'd want to be like this, I want to be like that. It's okay. We all have our own time. Some flowers bloom early in the morning when the sun rises. Some flowers bloom at 10 o'clock. Some flowers bloom at 12 p.m. Some flowers only bloom at night. It's okay. We all have our own time, and your soul knows it best when to deliver the time to you. So don't rush. There's no such thing as accident, and there's no such thing as coincidence. Take your time. Love it. <laughs> um, are you open to listeners contacting you? Sure, it uh, they can reach me, but my Instagram doesn't really post anything about um, spiritual or holistic. But um, you know, the best way to do is ask your soul, like who should I reach out to? And if the idea pops up, say let's reach out to Nancy, then mindfully as in lee -E living on in at in on, you know on instagram or if you mind say you know if you are inspired to read a book or if you're inspired to um search on youtube then do that but always i would recommend that always ask your soul there's no teachers out there that knows more about you and what you need than your soul mm. This was a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many more questions. But I know. It's just be forever and ever. <laughs> but that will be it for today's episode. And thanks for coming in, Mom. We hope you had fun. I know I'm so quiet this episode because my mind is just thinking. Like, so hard for me to be present right now because my <laughs> mind is just all over the place. So. I just want to say thank you for coming in. We definitely enjoyed having you here. I hope all our listeners really enjoyed it and took something away. I know we talked on, uh, we touched base on a lot of different things. So I hope that everyone was able to take away at least something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least one thing. But thank you all for listening and thank you for coming to talk with us, Mom. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show after I pressure you. But you see... <laughs> You two were, you know, like struggling what should we talk about? And I said, just leave it to God. He will inspire us to say the right things and to ask the right question. And that's what he, I don't want to sound so religious. And I want you to, <laughs> I want the listeners to know that I am not a religion person, a religious person. I am a spiritual person because we are all spiritual beings. 
yes we are you don't have to search to be spiritual we are spiritual beings thanks for tuning in thank you guys bye bye